Cuando nos morimos, el alma sale en forma de una mariposa del cuerpo. Hello and welcome to Angels of Trauma. My name is Alex Kuro and I am your host. This is a new show, so for any new listeners, first of all, thank you for being here. Second of all, this is just a safe space where each week we talk to a different person from a different culture and a different religion or spirituality about some of the traumas of their lives in order for us to all kind of be able to meet each other in this space so we don't feel so alone and to hopefully shine a light on just different ways of healing. Last week, if you didn't listen to the episode, I would urge you to listen to that before this one because this is a continuation of Lilia Amparo Betancourt's story. Lilia is from Medellin, Colombia. She is a Catholic, and in the first part of her story, she talks about how the loss of her son, Juan, 20 years ago in a tragic accident, really was one of the hardest things she's ever experienced. She almost honestly didn't make it through, but for her specifically, because she is Catholic, God was a, a real force for her while she's still grieving today. For the loss of her son, it at least gave her some stability during the darkest days. And just in case you forgot, for this story, I was in Medellin, Colombia, in Lilia's living room with her nephew Juan Pablo as she was telling us this really like powerful and amazing story. We sort of left off with how she became a grief counselor after a lot of therapy and, and just dealing with the death of her son. Again, if you want to hear that part of the story, jump back to last week. But this week, Lilia's story is more focused on how she finds her son today in signs and spiritual rituals and these sorts of things. And one of these really, really important signs for her is the butterfly. As always with this show, if any of this is triggering for you, talking about death or the loss of, of a child, please, please step away as the main point of this podcast is to further our, our relationships with ourselves and our own healing, definitely not to cause any more distress. I don't want to hold us up any longer talking myself. I want to get into the rest of Lilia's story. And so here we go. We're still seated in Lilia Amparo's living room. Pictures of butterflies line the walls and the busy Medellin street is just outside. She's telling us the story of her son Juan. She makes a comment about now feeling joy when she sees Juan's pictures instead of sadness. She stands up excitedly and points to some pictures behind us. She gestures us over to her. She's getting ready to show us pictures of her family. Si quiere, vamos a mirar las cosas de Juan. Sí, sí, all of these pictures that she's so animated to show us include Juan in them. And they also include someone else really important to her, her brother Sergio. Lilia Amparo lost her brother Sergio a year and a half ago. But after her journey with grief from losing her son Juan, 
she came at this loss with a different perspective. I can never compare Sergio's death to Juan's, because after Sergio died, I said it was Sergio's time to be with Juan. I believe there's a special place to go, and for me, it's what Catholics call heaven. Catholics, like Lily Amparo, believe in the separation of the soul from the body after death. The human body decays and the soul goes to meet God. This particular belief has helped Lily Amparo reckon with the death of both her son and her brother. To her, Juan and Sergio, they might not be here physically, but their souls, they live on. So, I say a person may talk about not believing in God, but he exists. And now Sergio and Juan gave their spirits and soul. While for Lily Amparo, her faith was fortified by the loss of her son, and she often leaned on it during her healing. For some, experiencing trauma can give rise to questions about the fundamental nature of the relationship between the Creator and humankind. Survivors may question their belief in a loving, all-powerful God when the innocent are subjected to traumatic victimization. In this way, traumatic experiences may become a starting point for discussion of the many ways in which survivors define what it is to have faith. And again, that's what this podcast is all about. What is spirituality? How can it help us? Does it hurt society sometimes? Absolutely. But how does it interact with trauma? And can we use it as a tool to heal? Lily Amparo herself speaks to this. Now, I'm not the most religious person, because religiosity is one thing, and spirituality is another. As a part of the cosmology, or worldview of Catholics, some believe in the metaphysical philosophy of omens, or signs from God. This is debated in a more New Age form of belief for Catholics, but as we walk down the halls of Lily Amparo's house looking at pictures, she explains how she herself has experienced omens. There are many things and manifestations. For example, I found this feather on my bed where a bird couldn't possibly get in. During the trauma, of losing her son Juan, Lilia Amparo says she experienced many signs from God, and these signs, grounded in her faith, helped her make sense of her extreme loss. But something I think is that God was preparing me for his departure. I felt very strange before he died. From our conversation, it's easy to see that Lily Amparo had a really strong connection with her son Juan. Something very special happened between me and Juan. He and I didn't have to say things many times. He would look at me and I already knew what he was thinking. On the day that Juan had his accident, Lily Amparo felt an extreme pain in her head. I felt a pain that was extremely severe for about 15 minutes. It was not a headache or migraine or anything like that. When I thought about it later, I realized that I felt that pain, the exact moment when Juan must have fallen. After hearing of her son's accident, Lily Amparo rushed to the hospital, where Juan was in critical condition. 
Dios, háblame con tu palabra. Y yo la abrí. I woke up at four in the morning and I grabbed the Bible. I took the Bible and said, God, speak to me with your word. And I opened it. I opened it and there was a parable of the prodigal son. And I said, Juan is going to die. It was as if God had prepared her for this. So I was the calmest person at the moment when Juan died. Inwardly, God prepared me for that. Then came the pain, then the process. But he also gave me the tools to move forward and help others. Lilia is now guiding us down the halls of her beautiful home that are lined with so many pictures. But she stops us in front of a very particular picture of an angel falling out of the sky, holding a flag. And she tells us this. Another thing happened. Look, the day Juan fell in that morning, this picture fell. And look, look, Juan had a flag in his hand. Juan fell. But look, the angel looks like he's fallen. And this was the only picture that fell that day. Many who experience the death of a loved one, even those who are not religious, find solace in signs. For Catholics, these signs come from God, much like what the butterfly means for Lilian Pato. People can find meaning in animals or natural elements that give comfort and remind us that maybe loss is not something finite. Maybe our loved ones exist on a spiritual level though not here in the physical form. And this can help lessen the impact trauma has on us. To Lilia Amparo, the signs she receives from God remind her that her son's spirit is still with her. And although extremely painful, his death was a natural part of this life. She's sharing all of this with us as she leads us down the hall to her room and guides us over to the sort of shrine she's keeping in remembrance of Juan. Let's see. Yes, these are his first shoes. Yes, the first shoes. Look how tiny he was. Some of those from the support group were scared because I had so many things of ones. Having this memorabilia of her son is a way to honor his memory and to keep him close to her heart. Some may see this as unhealthy, maybe that she's showing a lack of acceptance or letting go, but for me, as I'm sitting here with Lilia, it feels like an honor to witness Juan's life and celebrate the moments that he spent with his loving mother. Amongst all of the memorabilia, Lilia Amparo finds her own grief journal that she kept during those intense years after Juan's passing. She leafs through it and explains it to us a little. Yeah. Amigos. Yes, this one. This is very beautiful. I made this for people to write things about him after his death. Reading this makes my stomach hurt still. For example, here, 
We talk a lot about the spiritual and the religious aspects of grief. In Colombia, where Lilia Amparo's from, and where I'm currently hearing her story, there are about 290,000 people who lose their lives annually. And these people leave behind at least five or more grieving loved ones. Death, it's something that will touch us all at some point. So learning from Lilia Amparo's trauma and from her path to heal, I think as a society, this can help us relate and understand grief better. I used to tell the doctor while crying, I say, I don't know the difference between love and attachment. So he tell me, when you feel your child is in your heart, attachment has died and love has grown. Along with the more clinical forms of healing, like therapy, Lilia Amparo also uses spiritual rituals as a means of letting go and feeling at peace with the death of her son. This is called the empty chair. The empty chair is when they pass away and you leave an empty chair as a symbol for them. It's like they're spiritually here. So it was his birthday and I did a little party for him. And there on the chair where he would have supposedly sat, there is his picture. Studies show that ritual, like prayer, can be an important aspect of healing from trauma. People who practice ritual, religious or other, can see enhancement of coping skills and helpful ways of understanding trauma that result in meaning-making and psychological mechanisms such as activation of the relaxation response, which can be seen through things like meditation, and prayer is considered a meditative practice. As we're sitting in Lilia Amparo's bedroom, which has this colorful and really full kind of shrine to her son Juan, she shows us, in an almost ritual manner, this book of messages that was written to Juan after his passing. Well, here's a message from Sergio to Juan. Of the many people that wrote in this book for Juan is... Juan's uncle, Sergio, Lily Amparo's late brother. Life must only be lived with compassion. So in my opinion, you lived your life. I remember you as a human being with virtues, values, weaknesses, and defects. Like a human being who loved and was loved, and who left at a young age with no reason to it. I don't understand why you left us. Another hug. Sergio. In an almost spiritual sign itself, reading Sergio's message brought me chills. And as I'm looking around her house at all of the different shapes and sizes of butterflies that line her walls, I really can't help but be in awe of Lilian Bado and her courageous journey with her own grief trauma and healing, and at her bravery for sharing that story with the world because I think it's a way for us all to come together when something really sad, really traumatic happens and realize that we still have humanity. Whether we're from Colombia or the United States, whether we're Catholic or Christian or not religious at all, we're going to experience pain, we're gonna experience trauma, and we can learn from stories like Lilian Barros. So Juan's death was not in vain. 
Juan's death transcended into helping and serving others. I started painting because that also eases pain. Pain has a way of making beautiful things inside you come out, things you haven't discovered yet. I started painting, and now you'll see that almost all the paintings here are mine, and all the butterflies you see around my house. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Angels of Trauma. I really enjoyed sharing Lilia Amparo Betancourt's story with all of you. And with that, I would really love to thank her for sharing her story with us. This episode was produced and edited by me, Alex Curo, with help from Vanessa de la Cruz, Juan Pablo, and Nico Columban, with music from Storyblocks and Hussein Hayeri, with voiceover translation from Claudia Cruz. This episode is dedicated in loving memory to Juan Betancourt, who loved sports and lived beautifully. Stay tuned for next week's episode, where we explore another religion, another culture, and another story that can bring us closer together.